This is a call to all current and aspiring entrepreneurs. How you market your business can be the difference between whether or not you succeed online. But don't worry, we're here to help with current strategies, tips, and tricks that you can apply to your online business or business idea. This is the EMJ Podcast with your host, Matt Hepburn. This is episode six of the EMJ Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Hepburn. Our guest today is Garrett French from Citation Labs, a link building agency. Garrett pulls the curtain back on link building and link gap analysis. Let's dive in. Hey, Garrett, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thanks, bud. Yeah, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Talked a little bit through James, uh, but it's great to see you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, excited for you, excited for your transitions, and uh, just keep on doing great work. Yeah, um, you know, um, just thankful that you could come to the podcast. This is part of that transition is is talking to subject matter experts on uh, for businesses and and how that affects marketing and and really getting to know their story a little bit more than just the marketing part. So, right, uh, hope that, I can be useful. Ab- absolutely. So, it all insight. This is all about the aha moments and the breakthroughs that businesses have and how it changed their business and how it affected their marketing, right? So uh, I figured uh, you have such a colorful story, you'd be a perfect guest to bring on. So <laughs> Thanks so, for having me. Absolutely. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Citation Labs, the agency, kind of um, you know how it started and, and who you serve. Sure. Um, Citation Labs is a links-only uh, agency. So we fit into the SEO uh, industry. That's our, you know, kind of our broader industry. Uh, and link building, of course, supports SEO, um, you know, organic ranking outcomes. Um, we started, I think, 12 years ago, um, getting on to 12 or 13. It's been a while. And um, so, you know, we didn't start as, um, an enterprise-oriented agency. We started as whoever needs links, whoever comes knocking. Right. And this was a really wonderful era, you know, for for newcomers to SEO. Right. Like it, there were a handful of publications that um, were all kind of SEO thought sort of occurred. Right. Or like was was uh publicized or um discussed this was before seo twitter of course this was before all the you know there's so many of these not so many i guess not so many there's a number of these kinds of um forums that are private you know kind of private forums that have that have sprung up uh in the past four or five years and but but this was an era when you know search engine land search engine journal there was search engine guide, you know, there's just this handful of publications. And this was kind of it at the time, at least from a web perspective. There were the the um and you know, the, the conferences and what yeah, yeah Moz. Yeah. There were conferences and stuff, but but they're just from a publishing perspective, it was fairly easy to reach the majority of the SEO audience. And and that that's what I did in to 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 get visibility for the brand, right? 
I don't think I could do it now. And I, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it really, the the, the era has changed. Um, the audience is so fragmented and across different, uh, even subject matter areas within SEO that oh, it's yeah. become like, I think, I think it would be difficult for me to do the same thing. Um, you know, in 2023, as we did back in 2010, 2011, with publishing about link building, right? Like that was that was the way that I got visibility um, and got clients and got enough clients to, to, well, you know, stop working at a job, basically. Um, so it, it, you know, the era has really changed. I don't know my aha from that. It's more of like a Oh, thank goodness. You know, I, so, I, I started yeah. at the right time, you know. So to give context, uh, a little bit of context, uh, you helped out with some of the earlier uh, tools that were out there, the Ontolo tool. I remember yeah. using, using that, right? You you helped oh, build, yeah. build that. Ben Wills. No, Ben Wills built that. He's a, um, a you know, a mad genius and he's very, uh, you know, of SEO. I He's one of what I call sort of the hidden giants, folks that aren't as well known, but that are massive contributors in their own right to the to SEO or to the space generally. Um, but he had built out a, a system for categorizing, cataloging the enormity of a backlink profile for competitors and then more easily floating up useful opportunities to the top. Along that path, uh, I come up with a system for scraping Google and counting the occurrences of domains within a keyword set. And by counting or weighting, you know, there's a, there's a explicit ranking that Google gives you of where the, where the URL occurs, whether it's in position one or position 100, which gives you a sense of its weight or importance based on your query. And if you put in, you know, a hundred link building queries, uh, you could, you, and you rank things according to the frequency of the domain occurrence, the frequency of the URL occurrence, you could find really quickly a lot of prospects. And so I, I found that to be a faster way of, and so we, we, uh, I really kind of did learn how to sell link building services from Ben Wills, right? At Ontolo, we did link building services as well. We just didn't see eye to eye on what kinds of, uh, what kinds of tools would a link builder need, right? Right. So, you know, fast and scrappy, that's that's where I lived at that time. And so, you know, I went my own way and built out the link prospector tool, which is, you know, a just, search engine scraper. Right? Yeah, I was just, just going to get into like the different types of software you have. Uh, you know, it sounds like you have... Um, some some legacy tools that look like yeah. they they have coming soon. So it looks like you're redoing them a little bit, and then so, like the ba the broken backlink tool, and then you have a yeah. whole bunch whole bunch of other tools like co-citation and and uh, and uh, just uh, and then services like uh, Sprout Local. So uh, yeah, yeah, we we've got a bunch of stuff, you know, a bunch of different um, projects in the works, um, dev projects in the works. It was the Really, the beginning of last year when we started building out a, 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 a like a, a larger dev team, right? Right. This was really, you know, a lot of our tools, pre, you know, previously have focused on um, prospecting, finding 
publishers who might want to engage with us uh, or our, our clients, and there's a link somewhere happening, right? So broken link building, co-citation tool. Um, there are all, well, the broken link building tool wasn't lightweight, but um, it was definitely, you know, a, a more of a single use hyper focus on the link building process, the actual operational work of link building. Um, so where we've been focusing more lately, and the same for the Zip Sprout tool set, like that's that's actually a really wonderful set. But like, um, from the from a, I guess a business owner perspective, the Zip Sprout tool set is is a it's kind of a method or a, a platform for our customers to look at what are the local linking up local link opportunities within a, a vertical and then selecting them and having us go out and, and build those. So that, that's, that, that model or, you know, uh, has really worked well. And we're, we're still in, you know, working on that one, um, or, uh, improving it, but we've, we've had a functioning system there for many years. That's been, been doing great. Uh, but where we've really been focusing is on link impact. What difference do links make once they've been built? Uh, cause we've focused on building links to sales pages. And that's been, you know, if you want to talk about an aha, like that's been a huge aha for us. First of all, was like listening to the market. And this is five or six years ago, maybe more, when we'd have people say, well, this is great. You know, we've got this great guide that you made and you built a bunch of links to it, but we really want links to our sales pages. You know, we don't, we don't, we're not seeing a lot of great impact from this. And whether they were or weren't, we had no idea. We just sent them, you know, a spreadsheet full of links at the end of the month. Right. So we didn't really have a real system for saying, here's what happened after the links got built. And so we did, we, we pushed into this, you know, this space of really challenging ourselves around how do we put the sales page first, right? Like how do we contextualize this in content? So that a link to it is justified and necessary or, or so that was i wouldn't say that was an aha some ahas are like real slow grind you know like so like a I, long I, ah I, and a really slow ha right. I, I need to help you out with this one because i think that there's a lot of context that goes along with this with your link gap analysis and your mm -hmm. roi that you can show on uh, organic traffic, kind of estimating that and how that sure. goes goes right in line with a sales page. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. The um, you know, the the link impact report is just kind of the end result that the links have had, and it really showcases the impact of links on that target sales page. Mm -hmm. Now, but but where link building has gone in the last five, 10 years is towards this model of uh, data stories that we're pitching to the press, which sells well. It is difficult to do. We don't do it. We kind of have dabbled. We have a, we have a model for, for digital PR that, that, that's our way of doing it. That isn't that. Um, but there's still a tenuous capability for these approaches to show actual value where the SEO is really being graded or being judged on right. a performance basis. 
right? Unless you're at a place where they're like, you know, we really, you know, you're, the CEO says, hey, we need high DA links as opposed to, hey, we need your department to make more money than we spend on it. You know, like that. And what's the model? How should SEO be judged? Right. It should be right. on return on the cost of their service their services to the company, right? Right. So we we've we focus there. But you know, anyhow, the the impact is we, we examine impact at the URL level, right? Like where the the page that we've built links to, which is the sales page, how is it doing after the links, uh, as opposed to before the links? And very, very particularly, how's it doing in comparison to a control group of pages that we've selected from the site that are as similar as we can we can find to the linked page, but they right. got no links. Right. Okay. I, it, it, it sounds, it makes total sense, right? But it's weirdly uncommon, especially in link building. Oh, it's it's very uncommon to have somebody measuring what the effect of it is. It's usually like this is the cost of the campaign, right. and that that's the end conversation. You that's all we get that, yeah. with that other uh, company that's providing that. So, um, what I love about Citation Labs, having been a client as well for uh, in the enterprise space from you guys, uh, is the quality of the content that you guys put out. Um, kind of like a smashing magazine content a lot of times what basically content that the publisher would want to put on their site right um it's not just one article with a link to the that sales page that you're talking about correct it's usually a comparison of you know five to ten different um uh businesses and the pros and the cons and so it's something that that publisher on that site would really has interest in publishing on their site because of the quality content it's very relevant and then on top of that, you're putting it on relevant domains. So uh, yep. to to that topic, could you talk a little bit about the importance of having topically relevant domains and content point where the links are put pointing over to the sales page or or the page that's the target URL? That'd be wonderful. So, I mean, what do I know? You know, the links that are within this, I think of it as decision support. Like what is relevant, right? Like what is actually relevant? Well, it's going to be content that enables a certain decision, you know, purchase decision participant to better make a decision. And that may or may not include the purchase of your stuff, right? But, but if we're aligning with that process, right? Like that purchase decision process, then that that's how we're really kind of defining relevance, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of um, rigidity, I think, in the SEO space around what is and isn't relevant, right? So our, our real focus is on, you know, who are the audiences that, were, that are participants in a decision you know, in, in a purchase decision and, and which of these audiences are accessible, right? Right. And like how, and, and so we're, we're, we are completely bounded by what's possible as opposed to like what we want, you know? So we, we if, if one particular audience isn't going to work, 
uh, we, we will have to try others. And, and, but you asked what, what, what is the importance or what is the, what is, what happens when you build links this way? Right. Well, what happens is you, your rankings go up for your sales pages. I mean, that's just, that, that's what happens. Um, additionally, you're reaching an audience that makes sense, right? Like that's a participant in a purchase decision or is the actual purchase decision maker, right? Because there's not always, you know, first of all, the user isn't always the decision maker. Right. Second, you know, the decision maker uh, isn't the only person involved in, uh, you know, the, I, I, the check yeah. signer, right? Isn't the only person involved. You know this. Oh, I, I do. I just was trying to give a, an idea for the audience. And there, what I was leading into is because there are a lot of link providers uh, that do link building that are just selling on the domain authority of a site and not about the relevance, topical relevance of trying to match it, it, it closely enough, as like you said, to the availability of an audience, right, of uh, a site that's linking topically over to another site and where that matches. So that, I, I just wanted to explain to them that, right. you know, right. um, you know, just having a domain, if you're using a link builder that has a high domain authority and it's not anything relevant, Google's not going to do any, make that, your keywords are not going to move in ranking substantially, even if it's a high domain authority or yep. page authority, because the relevance there doesn't match up. And, and when we start talking about things like Google entities and everything, they go, well, why does this matter in this query? Right. Yeah. So. There's a few things I think that thank you for helping me bring me back to the question. Um, there's a few things here. One is like, you know, Google obviously does, domain authority tries to model page or domain rank, which Google has built out. But there's a lot of vendors, link vendors who will game DA to, to boost the DA of their site. They don't have any traffic themselves. So a lot of um, link vendors now will say DAX plus, you know, monthly search traffic of Y, which is a decent indicator of a site's health. Great. So, you know, but is it, we, we really try to ask the question and th th what, what I think this, these two metrics also try to answer is, is this a real website that real people go to? That real uh, right. that has a real audience, an actual audience, um, and and the answer usually is no. You know, a lot of the the vendors that are or the the folks that are selling on high domain authority, they either have uh, sites that have been kind of gamed, right? Like the, the sites that whose domain authority has been artificially boosted, um, or they're they have maybe five or six sites that they can interact with or buy their way on to um, may be able to get you a link and it may really help, but you're going to need more, probably more than they can provide in order right. to, you right. know, uh, overcome that, the link gap. Right. And that, that's and, where the link gap analysis comes in and the right. return on investment. So, right. Right. Um, which is, which is a key thing guys that you need to be able to understand where you are in uh, the amount of links coming to your your page and yeah. uh, where you need to go, right? <laughs> and it, it, it's it's a, a a frighteningly simple uh, calculation, right? Like it really 
there are other factors. It's not just links. And we all, we know that and we, we don't say that it's only links. But when you're looking at the top 10, um, you know, for a target term or a collection of terms, the top 10 ranking pages, um, you know, the closer to the top gets more links and it, or has, has more links. And it's not, that's not always, always, always the case, right? But it's pretty consistently the case. And you can usually look at, you know, kind of measure link gap. Um, so the other piece is like when, when DA is the bottleneck on a, you know, on a, on a, or it's like a bottleneck condition for what links do we get? You're, you're going to end up on sites that may not be relevant. And you were, you were, you know, alluding to this earlier. Um, and I think that's, that's significant as well is that there's not going to be a, a relevant connection between the domain has the DA that you want, right? right? But it doesn't, it doesn't really serve the audience that you are seeking. And a lot of times what you see in this content is that there'll be two links in it, right? Yeah. You know, and they're either both to your site or they're both to their, their clients or they're ones to your site, ones to a, a, you know, a .gov, some, you know, an authority. Web. And they're just not, you know, naturally occurring kinds of, Link yep. circumstances, exactly. right? Like just so not to say you're going to get penalized and go do your own experiments. I would tell people that also, right. but you know, you're going to find return when you really are examining the link gap. What's the link? What's the linking gap between my URLs that I want to have ranking for term A and everybody else's yep. URLs, right? And then how am I closing that? You know, how, how am I addressing this gap? Right. Um, so that's, that's what we do. And yeah. then and if you know, conversion rate, if you know, estimate, estimated traffic, you can model out an ROI. And this is weirdly non-existent in link building, right? Like we'll, yep. there's, there's people who will talk about ROI, but they just kind of mean general, you know, in general terms, like we're, we're, we're talking about as specific as we can get. Not, I wouldn't say as perfect as a, you know, a, a traditional ROAS model or like a, a paid search, um, but you can, you can get, you can get closer, you know, yeah. with your link building th yeah, than, no. than most people ever try or imagine or think they can get. No, I think it's, uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's um, a white elephant in the link building in industry because to your point, if they talk about uh, return on investment, they kind of talk about, well, when you get to page one, uh, and then they use the regular metrics of, you know, this position gets this amount of that traffic and yeah. that should correlate. They don't talk about the difference of here's the time frame based upon the link gap of we need to build and <laughs> where, where you should be within certain months. Right. Yeah. And then how yeah. that affects your traffic, yeah. which is a completely different model. So uh, I love you guys for that. I think it's fantastic. I think it's innovative. Um, Matt, that, that that really has been our biggest aha, I'd say, in yeah. the last three years. Yeah. Um, you know, we we started building this out and then James Worth came on. Um mm -hmm. he encountered we were we were, we had a a not even beta, a proto version of this, you know, with, with spreadsheets and mm -hmm. calculators and he I've, he I've saw what it. we were doing and said, <laughs> Hey, I think I think I could help. Can I have a job? And it was one of the easiest hires. Of, of my career um 
so it was uh it was that was an important moment though for us that was definitely a business aha was there's no there's no insight in this services space generally speaking into what what is my actual return right um what are links actually doing yeah i I think that's absolutely i think it's your unique selling um how you do it i think you guys need to actually put that on your website so we're um, we're we're actually doing that now um it's we've got a lot of things we're chasing but are uh, kind of rebrand around uh impact is is in our future for sure yeah you guys you guys totally do it to to that point i was hoping you could talk a little bit about the development of the agency and the business lines and uh cuz you guys are in a few different directions and um it helps people in in different things from local to content development uh with link building and uh and of course link link uh outreach um we our, our main services are you know just broadly link building um one area that we've been growing lately has been branded engagement and outreach on behalf of clients we normally work unbranded so we're not acknowledging to a publisher necessarily that this client is a client but we have moved into uh branded because of uh higher response rate right like so it's it's uh that's been one of our most um interesting kind of explorations of the last six eight months is just beginning to make that work and uh exploring how do we uh function effectively and work effectively with the brand um and respecting their guidelines and then also um leverage the the response rates that are 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 much higher so it that's that's been interesting um so i don't think i'm answering your question so we've got uh zip sprout which focuses on just local local links it does a bit more because there's also often this layer of uh local community that is kind of a we can serve for brands as kind of a gateway into communities as well brands that are really trying to saturate you know large brands that are trying to saturate in a in a specific area um but then a lot of people are just you know it'll be a law firm that wants to rank higher in philadelphia so we, we're going to go build a bunch of links in philadelphia for them or sponsor you know this nonprofit or that nonprofit and um try and make sure they get link equity out of it um, but there is a real missed opportunity of community engagement at you know, for example, places like Chambers of Commerce, mm-hmm. where they have, you know, their 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 whole thing is networking, right? But a lot of times they'll have uh, newsletters, so there's an opportunity to get in front of a local audience in the newsletter potentially. Uh, they'll have a blog that you can request to publish on. Um, so there's usually uh, more there than than clients are aware of. So a lot of what we're doing there is is you know broadening the the 
reach of a client and in better enabling them to take advantage of the, the wider array of opportunities at any given, you know, uh, sponsorship that they've chosen. Would you, would you say that helps their reputation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's the, 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 the opportunities that that Zip Sprout is finding are the stuff that normally fall through the cracks on larger, you know, for, for larger brands. Mm-hmm. This is the, 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 I mean, for lack of a better term, this is the nickels and dimes and they're looking for the stadiums, right? Or the, you know, but there's a lot more out there. There's a lot of reach and there's a lot, in a lot of ways, there's more goodwill if you're sponsoring somebody's uh, softball team or their little league team, uh, not more goodwill, but there's a lot of goodwill that's possible when you're, when you're, um, going for these smaller audiences, but in, in a larger, you know, in mass in a, in a, in an sure. area. So, so some of our listeners have local brick and mortar businesses. So this is a, a great, a great opportunity for them. So, sure. um, just listeners from all different walks of life. Um, so, um, I got one, uh, another one for you. So, uh, if, is there anything that you would do differently in your business? If you had a chance, maybe if you could talk to your younger self and say, how would I do something totally different? I would have, I would tell myself, and I probably wouldn't do it, that I would tell myself to learn or hire for an analyst much, much sooner, right? That kind of a capacity to crack data mm-hmm. and tell, use it to tell a story that would have been nice to have had sooner. I think I, you know, I respond to markets and that's, or, you know, I respond to the customer and then on math, I respond to the markets. Like, what are you, what are you guys looking for? Mm-hmm. And so I've, you know, I would tell myself to keep doing that for sure. Um, I, I don't know. That's such a good question. Um, you know, one thing is like, I've definitely fallen out of date, uh, publishing in the last five, six years, Matt. So I used to write all the time and really focus on, you know, market or trying to educate the market and right? doing things like this, right? Yeah. Like sell to a guy to link building. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that was, you know, that was always, that was always supported or uh, that that kind of work was what I was doing, you know, writing articles for search engine land and just staying more active in the in the market. I really haven't done that as much over the last five years or so. And I think that's to my business's detriment. Right. Like uh, I don't feel as relevant in, you know, in terms of like what are the conversations going on right now? Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, like I'm not an SEO. Right. Like I'm a link builder and right. the, the, the actual, um, discussion around link building has really faded in the so last. I've got a suggestion five. for you. Yeah. Do you more know, podcasts. Yes. Do podcasts. <laughs> podcasts are great for link building, man. If you had a lead magnet that you could put back, back to, and then you go and you, your guest on those shows, yeah, you get links back to that lead magnet and, and right to your sales page. So I like it. I like it. Well, that's what we're hoping for with the, um, you know, we've got link app analysis, uh, yep. 
that we're we're plugging away on, and that's that's definitely something that I think could be a strong um, lead magnet for us. So you'll probably be hearing from us again, Matt. You're yeah. you're. Well, I love I love podcasting for link building, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk on the side about that. So um, okay, but um, um, I was wondering what's on the horizon for Citation Labs in 2023. So our big thing right now is really asking how do we use AI well, right? Mm-hmm. Where are the applications for AI that make sense, that are um, genuinely value add to our processes? Um, there's like, I, I really, I have this hunch that, you know, it's too much to say that SEO is dead, I know. But like 25 years from now, I don't think Google's going to have as much traffic as it does now, right now. It's not going to be the center of search or, you know, discovery the way it is now. Right. There's going to be a lot more of these um, niche or kind of almost single-use uh, answer systems or decision support systems that are, you know, that AI is kind of embedded in. And so we're, we're we as SEOs or as if, if, if our job is connecting um, user uh, searchers or information seekers with, with our, with our brand, right? Well, we're, we're going to have to learn different databases. We have to learn how to different indices and how to uh, essentially manipulate our status within these uh, indices. And I think that's you know an era that's coming faster than you know we would we would want. But um, so we're we're exploring AI for application within our within our processes. But then also really <laughs> challenging ourselves by saying, what, where, where, where the hell is this going, right? Right. And it's it doesn't look good. Why why would Google have a red alert? You know, they they there was a, a New York Times article that discussed the they called Sergey and Larry back to the offices like, oh no, Chat GPT came out. What are we going to do? And it's not that they're afraid of. ChatGPT is a competitor. It's just that they've been doing, they already had this for years. And then now it's the genie's finally out of the bottle. But the, the way that, uh, you know, these, and the, there's no room for ads or not the same room for ads in a AI kind of assisted answer scenario as a list of, 10 links, right? Like here's, right. here's the, right, right. And I know we're not, we we're so many miles away from just that list of 10, 10 links, right? There's so many ads and then all these new different kinds of answer boxes that Google provides, but um, th- they need people on screens, right? They need people watching screens or, or looking at screens. And I think that um, there's, there's that, that, and so, so to SEOs, right? That's, a, right. that's the same thing we need. And I think that the concern that Google's having is 
we sh- we should be feeling that, you know, and really starting to understand and watch this space, depending on your space, Matt, right? Like what vertical you're in, but mm-hmm. you know, wh- where's AI going to start answering questions sooner than later uh, that that people are using Google for now and and do better at it. And I think that's that's where I will be watching, you know, over the over this year for sure. But you know, we're starting to ask or I'm starting to ask my developers to research uh, how are these um, language models built out when people are training AI how, what does that look like how can we control what the AI says what kinds of recommendations it makes right what's what's the best yoga mat AI yeah I, 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 my client wants to be there you know like that's how, how do we make sure that the the language models are are going to have favorable outcomes for our for our clients? And I think that's where I'm interested to 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 learn. Can we do it? Can anybody do it? I mean, it must be possible. Uh, yeah, but so I think keep us informed because I'm sure I'm sure we're going to want to know as well. So yeah, I um, mean, I'll let you know as we're finding out. I. I'm not a I'm not a data person. I'm not a developer, you know, like right. I don't. But like I, I see what's I can see the writing on the wall. I, you know, seeing Google be challenged for the first time in 20 years is mm-hmm. it's really, really fascinating to watch. Right. But it's also, you know, as a as a SEO or as a person in the SEO industry, I, I'm a I'm a link builder. But, you know, that's a that's that's important right this is a big deal this is oh it's first ab- time, absolutely you know, some- critical if we're if they're going to get a market share that we're able to say how do we integrate with that system right how yeah. do we give them yeah. the information um so i think everybody should be concerned about chat gpt and, and any yeah. other one because there's just some others that are supposed to be coming out soon too so oh it's going to proliferate it's it's we're, we're going to see it. It'll it'll explode. It'll crash. Everybody will say it's it's all over the AI era, but it won't be. It's just going to quietly infiltrate everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like quietly infiltrate. And so it's what are the what are these what are the circumstances in which our audiences, our target audiences, are seeking guidance on what you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that that's where those these that's where ai is going to start to get embedded right but that's also where we we have to learn which systems are being embedded and then how do we i mean for lack of a better term how do we manipulate these systems right or how do we learn them well enough to present them with the right kinds of information that will serve positive outcomes for a client this is what we get paid to do that's right. this is what seo is i mean yes Yep. So that is fascinating. Uh, first time I'm actually hearing somebody, um, you know, give it that spin. So um, uh, I, I love it. So um, let me ask you a question. So how should businesses reach out to your team for uh, link building any of your services, or if they want to give some of the software a spin, what's the best way for them to reach you and uh, where should they go? We've got a, regular old web form boring old web form on our website they're welcome to to jump in that way you can email me garrett g-a-r-r-e-t-t at citationlabs.com i might be slower to respond if you're like oh man we want to start building links 
and explore your process or approach. James is a great person to email, James, uh, J-A-M-E-S at citationlabs.com. Um, we're, that, uh, email, the answer is email, Matt. That's going to yep. be your best. No, it's, your best it's the best bet. And uh, yeah. having been a client and um, on both the, I've been on the client on the several of the software. So I was on Broken Link Builder. I was on Link Prospector. I have bought and I've, I purchased your book uh, twice because I lost my old copy. Uh, <laughs> it's somewhere here. I don't know where it was. So I had to buy a new copy. And uh, I have done enterprise link building uh, with you uh, with one of my past um, employers. So I've had a great, great experience uh, learning a lot, uh, both from the book and from the tools as to what to look for. Ultimately said to myself, uh, I need to have a team that's focused on this and that can do this. And uh, it's really important, guys, because the amount of content that they create, let's say you need 40 links per month, right? Um, that's not the amount of content that they make because they they talk to maybe 60, 65 for that amount of publishers yeah. and people say that they're going to publish it and they don't always publish it. So there's a ton of content that's created that isn't used. Uh, that's part of the link building game. So unless you can spit out 40 to 65 pieces of quality content that somebody would want to publish on their website, not just something that you would write, but something somebody would want to publish on their website, then I highly suggest um, giving Garrett and James over at Citation Labs a call or email. So please would love it. Um, check out our the 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 link gap model, like how we're approaching this 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 problem, right? Like I I do think it's it's uh, it's not unique. People have have built this kind of a model out before. I think we're uniquely positioned as a service agency or as a service company to execute on the 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 um, the, the gap. Though we're uniquely positioned to execute on that gap, given our processes. Um, we're, we don't pay for links. We don't, you know, if somebody, uh, says that it costs money, we, we ghost them. We, we keep our, our, we keep our links clean. Right. So, um, I think that's, that's, you know, unique and relatively unique in the, in the space. Um, and then our, our focus being on your sales pages, as opposed to, uh, a data story, but nothing wrong with the data story. You're going to need the links. You need the domain, you know, domain equity or uh, link equity at your dom at your domain level. That does help, but it doesn't help with the link gap. Hey, it can it can assist, right? But you still are going to have to get down on the at the URL level and uh, and approach uh, the the link gaps uh, on a page by page basis. Um, and one of the, the fallacies everybody thinks about is that they think that the, the page is just going to start to rank. And what I learned through working with James was that the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have more variations of your current keywords that start yeah. to establish on the page. Yeah. Then, then some page authority will increase. And as more goes on, then you'll get a little bit more of both of those things as you start moving in momentum. And then finally, you'll have uh, increase in ranking. Matt, what you just said was like, that was my biggest aha, right? Yeah. When we could actually see what happens 
this is what happens when you build links to a page. We, right. And we can see it. We see it time and again. You know, right. this is consistent. This is this is what links do to a page, right? Yeah. It is, um, it's, uh, you know, it's not miraculous. Let's be real. It isn't. But it is so cool to see um, and, and really uh, uh, be able to show your bosses, right? Like, this is what link building is. It's not a list of domains that have linked to us or mentions we got but didn't give a link. And, you know, this is, this is what is really happening after we build links to this page and it, it follows that path it's like at first it's it's more more keywords for this for this url and then you'll start to see some rankings increase and it's just this kind of gradual uptick right. and and then then your your rankings for your target keywords are better it's yeah it's really cool it's um, very cool and it's it's cool to see the authority of the page go up at the same yeah, time yeah. and this is one of the things the met these are the metrics that you can report back as well as of what you're doing you're saying and, and you give the expectations if you're the business owner you should you'll know the expectations but if you're a professional in the space reporting up to into a department you yeah. can say this is what we can expect from this campaign this is the process here's a baseline of the amount of keywords we have associated with the page right now use a tool like ahrefs or semrush or whatever it is to get those keywords um, and this is the amount of traffic we have from our analytics tool, right? So if you can show an increase of those keywords, and then you can show uh, the authority going up, and then through Google Search Console, you can say, hey, did our impressions go up? Did we get an increase in clicks uh, and click-through rate as this is happening? And you use those metrics to help support the increase as you're doing the link building. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, we recognize that link building needs to be about more right like it needs yeah. to be about uh it needs to be about actual impact on pages that matter and so that's been really our focus uh the last year year and a half it's really how do we express this in a graphic way that makes sense and um supports that the people to whom we report Right? Yeah, I missed. I missed. I missed one thing, which is if you have goals in your analytics associated with an end, so maybe it's a form completion, maybe yes. it's a purchase of whatever. Uh, if you have a baseline of what month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, what your conversion rate is from those goals, watch those closely, and now measure those as the increase and in, in see that's your that is where your money is, right? How Thank it you. is affecting your money. Yes. It's so. not the domain authority that you yeah. want from the links, right? Yep. It's the conversion. You want more money. It, you right? want more money. So, uh, <laughs> yes, hey, you got more traffic, got more clicks, but did it actually affect something, right? So, did you make more money from this traffic, right? Yes, exactly. And 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 that that's the place that I think link building generally has let itself off the hook. Yep. Uh, from a service perspective, over the last decade. Right. Yeah. Like just and, and that's not a sustainable place to be. Right. Like yeah. you're not building a sustainable uh, industry that way. Um, yeah. So that, you know, anyhow, thank you for. Yeah, thank just, you for seeing our value. It really it's, it's very validating Matt. I really appreciate it. Well, um, be, being in the enterprise space, I have to show value. So when I'm actually amen. able to use you guys, um, you know, we love to use you. 
um, and um, we're able to show that value. So that's the we key. Appreciate thing. We Absolutely. appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, listen, you have a wonderful day. Thank you. And I'll be talking to you soon. Are you ready to break through to accelerate online business growth? Then join our email list at emjpodcast.com so we can keep you up to date with the latest strategies, tips, and tricks that you'll want to know. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is the EMJ Podcast with Matt Hepburn, and we'll see you next time.